Welcome to the 590N High School Sports Show. Covering high school sports in Southeast Texas. Here's your host, Craig Irwin and Toby Tullis. And good evening. Welcome to the 590N High School Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Toby Tolis here with 590N Sports. And then uh, got, us a, got us a third wheel. It's like a, it's like our third wheel over there from down there in uh, the Bayou country. Trent Hart with Anawak Sports Live tuning in with us as well here on the 590N Sports Show. Trent, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to uh, glad to be here. Glad to be on the Five Nine N Sports podcast, and uh, appreciate you having me. Man, we appreciate you being here. We talk about it all week long, and me and Toby talk. We spend a lot of time on the phone trying to figure out, you know, talking about this and that and everything else. And uh, with the way this season has gotten started, man, it's it's pretty. Me and Toby were just talking how deceiving it is. Uh, if you if you're one of those fair weather fans that just sits there and watches. Uh, watches the overall record whenever you go down and you look at some of these football teams that are maybe starting out the season zero and two yeah well it's more than it's more than just a little deceiving craig it's it's (laughs) it's kind of confusing on all ends of the spectrum especially when you see some of these matchups and uh seeing some of these scores coming back and and you just you just don't know how good a team is, and it's still so early that we just don't know how everything's going to shake out. But that's what we're here to talk about, right? That's right. Toby, he's he's. We were ta- like I say, we were talking about Toby. It's just it's crazy, isn't it? It really is. Whenever you go down, and, and just focusing on four A and three A right now. Whenever you go down here and you look at some of these, some of these, just the records that I put together, uh, you know. You, you look over at District 10, 4A Division One, right? You you got Splendor that's one and one. You got Little Cypress Mauriceville that's one and one. Everybody else is 0-2. And, and whenever you look at this this early on, and, and, and we Toby and I had the opportunity to see uh, Splendora Friday night, and uh, we sit back and we look at that and, and we think, Gosh, this is going to be – this is a bad district Yeah, is really what you look at. Yeah, yeah with all those losses. And <clears throat> you, if you really look through the fine lines and see what teams they've matched up with, I mean, nothing's been powerhouses for sure, huh? No, I mean, Huffman loses to Silsby this week. That's the only powerhouse they play. But, I mean, uh, I'd have to go back and pull the score up. But I believe they pretty much got shut out mm-hmm. of that game. Yeah, that was pretty much domination. Yeah, so uh, – you know, you look looking at that district it, it, as we start progressing forward and um, getting ready to go. Yeah, they got Silsby was up twenty seven nothing in the third. Forty one fourteen was the final. You look at that game and going in the half, it was a little bit closer than that. But I mean, you look at nine four a and you say that you know ten four a is not as strong, but nine four. If you look at that district, it is. It's going to be interesting how that one shapes out. Well, yeah. to Toby, go ahead. Yeah, that 9-4-A, that's what I was looking at. I mean, believe it or not, I would probably venture to say that West Orange Stark is going to be a third or fourth place in that district this year. And, and this is the second year in a row that mm-hmm. we've talked about West Orange either being a 3-4 spot or possibly not even making the playoffs right. You're right. out of there. Because, I mean, you got Jasper, you got Silsby, you got Hampshire Finette, who's been on an absolute roll yep. uh, this season. Bridge City. They they're starting off two and zero this year, you know, early on with their uh, in their pre district campaign. Liberty, we, Toby, you and I've seen Liberty. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> and they're actually two and zero. Yeah, or no, they're not. No, I'm sorry. they're zero and two. They're zero and two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're long, they're probably on the back end of that deal. Right. So, I mean, as we progress on in the next couple of weeks, and we look at this, it's uh it's going to be interesting how that nine four a division two. I mean, yep. it's. It's almost flip flopped, right? So we'll run through Bridge City's two and zero, Hampshire Finette two and zero, Hardin Jefferson's zero and two, Jasper two and zero, Liberty zero and two, Silsby two and zero, and Westhorn Stark two and zero. I think you're looking. You're looking at when that thing shakes out. You're looking at Hampshire Finette. You're looking at Silsby. 
Jasper and West Orange Stark. Bridge City might be in that mix toward the end. But, you know, when you got two top 10 ranked teams in that same district, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen there? You know, the thing is, out of that district, in my opinion, and uh, whenever you look at this, it's going to come down to Bridge could possibly just come down to when Bridge City and West Orange Stark play, which yeah. will be October 13th. They play – that's the weekend that they play. That may be the deciding factor. Yeah, that's going to be factor. a big matchup yeah. between that. Yeah, you're right. That's going to be – that's going to be really a big game as you go through and you look at uh, – you look at this district with, with what's there because Hampshire Finette, they're going to roll. I mean, you figure they're going to suffer a loss – from Jasper and Silsby possibly, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, Toby, you sent me some stuff talking to somebody. They said it's probably the best team Hampshire Fournette's had in the history of the school. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. That, and I, you're right. I mean, I would probably I would probably say that West Orange will get third in that district. That's just my guess. But it may go Hampshire Fournette and West Orange. But I would probably say that Silsby's going to win that district. And there again, Jasper's going to match up pretty good. Right. I haven't seen Jasper, but – just going off the rankings so, of it, but I've heard that. So you go back, and this is kind of one of the big deals that I look at whenever we look at it, is I go back and I look at where is that Jasper and Silsby game going to be, and it's going to be at Silsby November 3rd, which is the last week of the regular season. Right, matchup, big yeah. time there. Yeah, so huge matchup there uh, for the Jasper Bulldogs and, and the Silsby Tigers. Uh, they're out of District 9-4A. And, and like you say, out of District 10 – there's just not a team that stands out over there. No, that that whole district is just kind of – it's just there right now, you know, nothing standing out. I mean, especially if you look who Splendor's played, look who's Livingston's played, you know, you just go on down the list and it's just – And Livingston made a game out of that Neville game this last week. Neville come back in the fourth and, and was able to uh, to squeak it out, but – but still, and Livingston's been over the last several years been one of those teams that's progressively gotten better right. through the season. Right. Uh, so kind of like a die ball that we 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 talk about all the time. Die ball is one of those teams that they get better each and every week. Uh, but out of the out of these schools here, man, there's just not one of them that just stands out and says, right. "Man, they're they're an absolute powerhouse and they're going to take the district." But that's the way this district's been for the last four years. Right. No, you're correct. So, uh, dropping over into District 9-3A, and we're going to talk about a couple of these games. Trent, uh, Trent was at the, had the Hardin-Jefferson-Anawak game, and uh, Anawak gets the win there. And then Cold Spring, we were on the road at Splendora and uh, defeated Splendora. And, and uh, I know Toby and I have a whole lot that we can talk about over that, uh, over the simple fact of just our thoughts on our way home, on, uh, on the way the game went and, and – kind of some decisions in the way the kids played the biggest concern for us really and truly i think when we go back and look at it toby is the amount of penalties right yeah we got we got to get the penalty part straight for sure and that just really <clears throat> when you can play a, a flawless game and you and some of these teams we're going to play you're not going to you're, you're not going to get beat having penalties like that yep so it's 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 the it starts with being disciplined you know and it does and you know, that game started out really slow this last week, Trent. I mean, we were midway through the first quarter, and, I mean, it was like we had a turnover. Or we went three and out. They for, we forced a turnover, a fumble defensively, and was able to get the ball back, and it was well, we're going to punt. And Anyway, it was late in the first quarter before we put points up right. in that game. And then uh, second quarter, it was like, the wheels on the bus were turning, and they were all turning in the right direction to put together a couple of really nice drives, long drives, ate up a lot of clock, put points on the board. And going into the third, it was like we got we got them shut out. And uh, you and I talked about it, Toby. He's like, what do you do here? And I told him, I said, you put your foot on the throat, and you just start twisting. You go ahead and put the nail in the coffin and be done with it. And that was exactly what they didn't do. That's right. And – it yeah, was, that it was each hard week we keep getting to that number. Yes. <laughs> we just can't quite get it out. Now, it's, you know, it is week two. Uh, so, there's still, you know, lots of football. And I don't want to take anything away from them. You know, they got two wins. Yeah. Uh, so, hang your hat on that. That's great. We got, a good, we got a good team coming in this week. I think they're beatable. Uh, if you matched up, they're probably, if I were betting, they were probably supposed to beat us by 14, somewhere in there. 
Uh, but at the same time, if we can put those penalties behind us and get even better than we've done in week one or two, I mean, who knows? It's it's could be a ball game. It really could be, and it and it was a ball game whenever we played Hampshire Finette last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a ball game through the first half, and then it was like the wheels fell off. And and you know we know what kind of a season Cold Spring had last year with the distractions and everything else. But I think they have the opportunity to do a lot better and, and really make this could possibly be you know a seven point game if not you know an upset. Oh yeah. You know uh, with Cold Spring winning that. It's going to be a big litmus for the Trojans for y'all coming up this week. I mean, especially with a, a on-the-roll Hampshire Finette Longhorn team. Uh, you know, y'all have got a lot of things going momentum-wise in y'all's way. And, and I'm, I'm, you've told me the last couple of weeks you see a lot of good things coming out of the Trojans camp. And uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see how, how y'all play against the Longhorns. Uh, I am, too. And you're going to be able to hear it on uh, AM 1440, the score. Uh, it, it's a shame I haven't figured out how to go live on Texas Podcast Media yet on the website. I, I'll figure it out, but uh, be able to go do a live broadcast through there as well. Um, I know a guy named Trent that could probably help me figure it out. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to fit that in between uh, the the stuff I've got going on during the week. We'll get it. We'll get it going. Yeah, we'll get it figured out. I mean, we made it through uh, several softball seasons and uh, football seasons, getting uh, getting a lot of extra stuff done. So. Uh, you know, I don't see why we uh, we couldn't figure it out. Let's move over to District 10-3A real quick, and let's talk about uh, – Trent, y'all had Harden-Jefferson this last week. And, yeah. Uh, first mean, game of the was, season for y'all. There were, yeah, it was the first game for us. We, you know, we had a scrimmage against the Hampshire Finette Longhorns that got canceled uh, due to the, you know, the, the tragic accident that we had here with the the three young men but uh then we had another game against newton week one that was canceled due to the wildfires up there so you know these kids didn't get a lot of field time they didn't really uh get a chance to see what they were made of in a, in a game type situation and when i say there was some parallels it, it was kind of a slow start in that first quarter for for the panthers to get going there was a lot of in motion you could tell going into this ball game and it reflected in the penalties you talked about penalties earlier with with the game uh that y'all had against uh splendora anawak had 175 yards and penalties craig golly mm. that's unbelievable yeah it's hard yeah to, <laughs> hard to win yeah, games was, with that many penalties huh it is i mean you you can't you can't expect to win ball games and, and create that much penalty yardage but at the same time the hard jefferson hawks had uh, I believe it was five turnovers in that football game, so that kind of squared the penalties out and put Anwak over on top. So let me ask you this, Trent, and y'all obviously have gotten off to a very, very rough start down there in Anwak, and uh, coming off a really high season this last year, uh, the 2022 season had, you know, kind of a storied run for y'all down there, and. Uh, being able to execute the way that y'all did uh, on into the playoffs and, and uh, a really good football team, as young as what y'all were overall. Um, and then this season coming in with the distractions and, and, you know, the tragic accident, you know, you're missing two weeks. And not only did you miss two weeks a, a scrimmage in a game, but there was also practices that were, were I'm sure, cut short and or – uh, canceled due to uh, the circumstances of the situation with the the three young men, uh, two right. of them passing away. Um, with that being said, y'all, I mean, y'all had a quarterback move out that y'all had a whole lot of high hopes on. Y'all brought a new one moved in um, with the way the coaching changes and stuff go. Um, what's the attitude like with the kids over there? I mean, well, I mean, that was part of that was part of the. Uh, you know, all of the anxiety going into this football game because of the, the coaching changes. Like you said, that we had a, a, a very talented quarterback move out, but we were able to, uh, you know, pick up, uh, hand, or excuse me, uh, the quarterback from Harden Jefferson, along with his dad, who's also a coach. And uh, that just added to, to that emotion and going into that football game. But overall, the feel from the, the team itself and the student body has been pretty much overall positive and they've used it as you know a catalyst to try and uh you know come together uh not only as a community but as a football team and you could really see that uh, those boys were playing 
with that kind of attitude Friday night. That, that's awesome, and that's something to build on. And Toby and I had talked about it. I, I believe it was all pretty much most of it was off the air, you know, uh, talking about that situation because it could go two different – one or two ways, right? It, they can build and let that emotion carry them on and, and be very successful and or, you know, it could go the other direction and and, uh, and shut them out, you know. Uh, and, and it's like, what are we out here playing for? Um, so it's – y'all shut Harden-Jefferson out. 37-0 was the final there in that game. And, and you know, our districts got to meet up a little bit early – uh, this season in a pre-district matchup and uh, the Longhorns down there in Tarkington hosted Shepard uh, this last week and I, I didn't get to talk to my little insider uh, to get his tell of the tape if you will on that Tarkington Longhorn football game uh, with the Splendor or with the uh, Shepard Pirates but Tarkington pulls out another win they beat Evadale uh, last week and then turn around and, and beat uh Beach Shepherd this week. I'm pulling it up. It was a 30-14 final in that game. Yeah. So, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, you know, Tarkington's not a team that I would put high on my radar right now. Out of y'all's district, uh, really and truly, they're out of District 10-3A. But to go with that, they're two and zero going into there. Orangefield's zero and two. Kirbyville one and one. Harden's zero and two. East Chambers one and one, Buna's uh, two and zero, oh, and then of course Anawak, y'all are y'all are one and zero oh over there. So it's gonna be gonna be interesting to see uh, how y'all's districts and as we progress on and, and we get closer to that time. Yeah, get closer. Trent, what, how do you feel that that district's gonna uh, shape up? Well, you know, Craig and I were talking earlier on last week about you know our predictions and we're going to save that I think for in the next couple of weeks because it's so hard to judge right now but uh, I was really watching Buna really closely they got a really talented running back over there that was good last year and I can't expect him uh, to be anything but better this year uh, so I'm really keeping an eye on Buna uh, you know like I said Tarkington was not really on my radar but that 30 to 14 victory over Shepard really caught my attention when it came across the the scoreboard Friday night uh, so you got to keep an eye on them. Of course, you're Orangeville and your East Chambers. Uh, you know, it's uh, there's a really a lot of uncertainty with this district right now. There's just not a real good feel of who's going to dominate it. I mean, right. last year between Anahuac, Orangefield, and East Chambers, it was pretty a foregone conclusion that Orangefield was going to come out on top. This year, it's not so not so sure. We're you know, it's gonna it's really going to be. Uh, interesting. I think it's going to come down to those those individual matchups, just like uh, we talked about earlier in the 4A divisions. Right. What about Kirbyville? I mean, Kirbyville used to be very dominant. They did, what, what, and you know, last year they there? weren't a bad football team. They were they were actually trying to make a push for that final playoff spot. Um, I'm not sure how many you know seniors they lost from last year, but uh, you know that that game that they had against Dieball. Um, was kind of telltale for me. I mean, die ball beating them 28 to 14. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they're in a rebuilding phase. I'm not quite sure on them either. So Trey Allen, this is his third year over there as a head football coach there at Kirbyville. And, and the first year he was there, we actually scrimmaged them. That was when I was telling you, telling you about, we were in wood. We ended up playing in Woodville cause they had a, a hurricane run up the uh, Sabine river. That's correct. And uh, that's when I got all that good eating whenever we were up there in uh, in Woodville from Kirbyville. Anyway, that was Trey Allen's first year, and he was kind of a late hire in there. Like, he was one of them May-June hires, and uh, that's really late if you're taking a head football job. So, last year was really his first full shebang in there, right? right? And then, so this is technically year two. Kirbyville, their athletes ain't moved, haven't moved out. It's just a matter of getting the right program in there. And, uh, you know, Toby, I know you remember this back in, what was it, 09 or 10, somewhere in there, whenever Cold Spring and Kirbyville played down there at Lamar. And oh, yeah. it was like 14 degrees and a 90-mile-an-hour wind coming out of the north. Oh, yeah, exactly. That was the coldest football game I'd ever went to uh, in Kirbyville my life. Kirbyville used to be a very dominant school. Yes. We played I mean, Kirbyville twice year that out. year. 
Cold Spring played Kirbyville twice that year. We lost to them in pre-district. And, of course, the hype was uh, we've already beat you once, and then we come back and we beat them. And then the next week, I think we ended up uh, looking at West Orange Stark or something other up at Wood Forest Stadium, and, and, and we made a big run all the way to the uh, semifinals that year. Right. But uh, – Yeah, my guess on this district here, man, I just – It's I would hard. Ha- I would have to say, you know, Anahuac, Buna, and East Chambers is going to get in there, and who's going to get that fourth-place spot – and you know Orangefield with being zero and two, I don't know a lot about them. I know I know basketball. They're very they're very well in basketball. They yep. got a lot of good shooters and stuff. So you got to think as those same kids playing football. Yeah. Uh, Kirbyville, I would think, would be a shoe in on that deal. You know, looking in the past, but you know they played die ball twenty eight fourteen. You know, right. would, would Tarkington play die ball twenty eight fourteen? Right. So you got to look at it that way when you're guessing. That's why I asked you that, Trent, how you felt, because I know you know a lot about that district. And Well, I know Orangefield lost quite a few kids uh, that graduated from last year, so I think that they're trying to figure out, uh, you know, how they're going to do things down there. But I don't I don't feel like that they're, as, you know, this, this preseason, you know, football for them hasn't been a real good gauge on what they are. Um, you know, they might be still trying to figure out where some of these these younger kids that they pulled up from JV need to be uh, and aren't necessarily, you know, starters, but, you know, hole fillers here and there on rotations, you know, whatever it comes on offense or defense. So, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to gauge them so far. But uh, East Chambers, you know, they had a tough matchup against Hampshire Finette. Uh, this past week in the Rice Bowl, I mean, dropping to them 30 to 14. Um, I think they're still trying to figure things out. But like he said, I think Anahuac, Buna, and East Chambers are all going to be buying for those those three those top three spots, and then it's going to come down to Orangefield and Kirbyville, and you know Tarkington. You never know; <laughs> they might they might try to sneak in there and try to hunt for it too. But so uh, I feel like that we're going to have a good read this next week on the Orangefield. Um, they have yeah. Shepherd. Uh, they'll be on the road going to Shepherd uh, this week. So uh, I think after this week. Orangefield will have a better way to judge. Now, here's the deal with Shepard, and, and I haven't got to see him. Uh, I've actually talked to uh, Coach Robinson's wife the other night and uh, talked to a few other people. I haven't got to talk to Miles yet. Um, but, you know, Shepard lost, you know, lost some very talented kids last year due to graduation. They got that running back back again this year. Uh 20 i'm trying to remember what his name is got a new kid in at quarterback hd green graduated last year and and hd green was well he moved that program yes he was the the wrecking ball when we played them the last two years he single-handedly was a big part of that win yes he was so when they dropped when they lost him now they're back to you know yeah now they're back to what we're used to seeing you know he was that special kid you know and it's like every three to four years they have that kid that comes through you had jonathan marshall that come through that program that's now playing for uh chicago right right and the bears and he he came through then you had hd green and and you know it was like when the year jonathan marshall graduated hd green was in eighth grade right and then he comes up and then marshall graduates college and you know hd he's two years graduated whatever it may be now but uh, playing in the NFL and HD Green now he's off playing college baseball somewhere. That's so, right. <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Over in nine three a, this district here, we, uh, gosh man, it's it's so hard. You you look at the you look at the overall records right, and and uh, you got Crockett zero and two. You got Cold Spring two and zero. You got Dobbles one and one. Huntington zero and two. Palestine Westwood two and zero. Shepherd's one and one, and then you got Woodville, who's zero and two, and and that's where when we opened this thing up and we got to talking about it was, you know, if you're if you're that fair weather fan and you're just looking at the overall record, you look at what who Woodville's played, you know, and, and yeah, that's probably one of the most deceiving ones. Yes, was Woodville. Yeah. I mean, Woodville. Like I said, it's it's hard it's hard to tell at this point because if you go back, you know, I don't want to take Cold Springs out of winning the district, but obviously Woodville's put up some good fights against some good teams. So you got to think that they're definitely going to be there at the end of the day as fighting for that district championship. And then you got Westwood, who may have played a little weaker teams so far, but have they're 2-0. I know what they have, so they're going to be very well. So we're looking at them. 
And then you got Cold Springs, who's two and zero, who has done what they're supposed to do. Yep. And you know, you go you go back to last year when they beat Dieball. I mean, that was a big win. That was a huge. So that win. same thing could happen when we match up against Woodville. That same thing could happen, you know, moving forward in a lot of these teams. But I would, me looking at it, I mean, I would definitely have to probably put, you know, the you know Woodville, then probably Westwood, Cold Springs, and then I would probably bring in Dieball or switch them around and have Dieball third and Cold Springs there. I just – Crockett hasn't done anything. So, to, in my mind, they're left out. Shepard losing to Tarkin not good for, me, you know, the picking. Yeah. And then Huntington's 0-2. Right. So, it's pretty much, I would say, a four-team race right there from what it looks like. Yep. Anything can happen, obviously. But it, it it's hard to say because I feel like the third place and the fourth place team could be first and second very easily. Very easily. Very I agree, easily. I agree with you. And here's the hard part about – the cold spring schedule whenever you sit there and look at it you know on october 6th they'll be in woodville and then october 20th they'll be in dieball so both of those games are on the road i felt better last year whenever you looked at the schedule and you had both of those teams coming home coming to coming to cold spring i and i'd said it we're going to win one of those two games yeah. right yeah. And, and it was the dieball game that we ended up winning i mean we were pretty much embarrassed in that woodville game Yep. And then turn around and play die ball and uh and squeaked out a win there. Right. To turn around and go to Shepherd the following week and lose. Yeah, I think like I said, if you're gonna beat Cold Springs, you're one, you're gonna have to stop their backs. Uh, yeah. you're gonna have to stop their backs. Uh the defense is playing very well right now. Uh I think that that's definitely gonna be big for, I mean, it's just there's a lot to see and that's what's exciting about the rest of this uh how this district shaping up. Uh, I look back at, you know, 10-3A, you know, that's who we'll draw in, you know, right. round one of the playoffs. And I thought us and East Chambers were a dead match at that time. Now, obviously, you know, score-wise, we lost the scrimmage. But to me, it was a dead match. I agree. And you got to think East Chambers is going to be at the top of that district somewhere between them, Bune, and Anaway. Uh, I agree, so, I agree it's, there it's as well. It's going to be super interesting to see who draws what. Uh, when it comes playoff time. And I know it's early on, but, I mean, we're being real here. You know? Right. Yes. And we're just shooting from the hip on what we think. And, and it's just an opinion. But And that's the thing, and that's the beauty of this. And, and you know, like last year, Toby, I, you and I had some conversations, and I told you what I thought, and you thought I was full of it. And, I mean, I told you that I felt like Cold Spring wasn't going to make the playoffs last year, and you've, you've never seen it. And, and a lot of people didn't. But I seen the overall, right? And right. Well, we let the Shepherd one get away. I, I never saw that coming. Right. I, I thought there's just that's not going to happen, and it happened. Things happen, and that's why I say. And here is just my opinion on how this works, and that's why I was wanting to know from Trent's standpoint of view, because he knows that district better uh, than what we do. Uh, and I'm just going off of what I've seen in the past, you know. And that's the beauty of technology that we have now, because I mean, Trent, Trent sitting at the house on on the cell phone with us, and and we're able to put this thing together, and and. Uh, it's been uh, it's been good, and it's gonna as we progress on through this season with being able to talk about that district down there at ten at ten three a, and then you and I having a good vision at nine three a plus, you know some of the other stuff that's going on because Trent's about like you and I as far as following high school football. Crazy thing is, and uh, we'll do story time real quick. Is I met Trent two two years ago. I I talked to him maybe once on the phone. Had no clue really who was, who he was. Uh, didn't know he did football at the time. And uh, I was a district. I'm district director for uh, youth softball program. And uh, we met up. We met at the district meeting. Talk didn't talk football or none of that. It was at the district tournament. That's when we found out we both do football. No, sir. <laughs> yeah, and and we've hit it off and been been pretty tight ever since i mean it's we talk about three four times a week you know whether it's football or softball you know and trent uh was running that uh anawak youth sports association he's been running that for the last couple of years he retired this year but uh you know it's like he was the he was the jelly to my butter you know yeah. peanut butter and we just well, we it's, just, it's good to have the insides over there yeah. see how they're doing <laughs> Yeah, it is. It was it was funny how small of a world that we live in, and uh, you know, it, it, it's 
it was just a, it was almost a God thing the way the way it shaped out because of how we uh, how many parallels that Craig and I have between the football and the softball and so on and so forth. But it's uh, you know you talk about the technology, it's it's awesome that we can sit here today and over the phone and do this podcast and talk about uh, you know Texas high school football. Yeah, because last year I was talking to Trent. I was like, man, I need you to come up on, you know, Wednesday night or whatever night so you can come sit in with us and, and sit in with me and Brian and do a podcast, you know, and uh, it, how everything's evolved. And, and Trent and I have had a few things that we've talked about and some, some ventures that we talked about going and doing. And we just – I couldn't commit at the time. And and by the, by the time I could commit, it was too late and had a lot of other stuff going on just timeline-wise. But here here we are, you know, in uh, Texas Podcast Media and the 590 Sports. Trent has Anawak Sports Live down there, which is, is thriving, and he does a great broadcast. Matter of fact, what did I do, two games with you last year, Trent? Yep, the Tarkington game, and then we did the, uh, the regional quarterfinals between Newton and uh, Harmony. That's right. That's right. Go. We did go do that one. And so – it was a lot of fun and uh, being able to go do that and then call with somebody different. Now I got Toby in the booth and and you know we've put the what I call the golden triangle together and and uh, or what I, way I like to look at it and it's you know the sky's the limit with with what we have and the you know the knowledge that we have to put out here um, you know to everybody and uh, our viewers have been growing each and every week and and it's been it's been fun to watch and fun to watch this little thing grow and. As time progresses, it's going to grow even more, you know. Right. Uh, I, and I'm having, I'm having a blast with it. Uh, some of the games we haven't talked about was uh, this last week. And Trent, I know uh, you stay more down on on. You're a lot like I am. You stay down there on the uh, on the smaller school level. Um, Toby, he likes to branch out, and he gets up in big schools and and everything else and really follows those but uh last week we talked about rival games toby and, and we kind of lost track of where, I, I lost track of where we were at but you know district play started in uh the bigger schools yep. uh this last week and uh you had battle line of 59 new canyon porter uh that game went on friday night down there at randall reed stadium and uh new caney was the visiting team and uh but yet for 14 years in a row new caney come out on top 31 14 was the final yeah, porter can't one. seem to get that trophy back to their place they, can they? they can't get it they can't get it on the uh, other side of 59 kind of, Only, a lo- kind of a lopsided robbery right no it really is and and it's like the only time it gets on the east side – or, excuse me, the west side of 59 is when they carry it over there for the game, and then it goes right straight across 99 back to uh, New Caney High School. That's right. Uh, but, man, that's – dude, that – they pack that stadium. I mean, the academy parking lot – I mean, you got to walk from the Valley Ranch Shopping Center to get over in there to Randall Reed Stadium. Yeah. To, or Texan Drive, whatever it is now. Uh, it, it's – so intertwined that whole community it is and uh it's crazy and to think that there's actually three high schools there in porter now yep so uh or new caney isd there's three high schools the new one's just still jv balling it right yeah they get up there they're building it up kind of like george ranch did you know uh when ricky was there a few years you know several years ago uh start off with the jv squad and then uh then you're going to work your way up and, and get you a varsity but Man, what about the uh, Atascacita and Katie? I was just about to bring that one up, Toby. <laughs> that was a matchup right there. And, and you, Atascacita is really, really good. And I'm going to even go out on the limb early on. They're going to beat North Shore this year. That game was 16-13 to 13 last year. Mm-hmm. And Atascacita has a lot coming back. Now, I know North Shore and the rankings are up there sitting like number two. Yeah, I want to say it's Duncanville and then them two and then DeSoto three. But Atascacita, don't overlook them. I'm telling you, Atascacita can play. Well, they and they have been able to play for, for the last several years, and, and they end up getting knocked off by that North Shore. But here's the deal is with those rankings, and this is just my opinion. They take them rankings and they, they look at who you graduated last year, right? Right. And, and okay, y'all graduated X amount. You got these guys returning – we're going to put you here, right, and offer your record from last year. And they they do that not just for 
okay, this is where North Shore at. We're going to put them. They they look at your the opponents on the on the schedule as well, and that's how they build them rankings. But then you have instances like Anawak was what 14, 13, 14 going into the season. Thirteen, thirteen yeah. coming in. But they didn't take into account for kids moving out, coming back. You know what I'm saying? Well, that says the full story. I mean, right. A lot of times when that happens, the next thing you know, you hear, "Hey, so and so lost their quarterback, and you know, dad got a job somewhere, and they moved off." A lot of, especially your smaller schools, that's a big, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, if we lost oh, yeah. Monroe, that would be a big deal. When we lost uh, Easton Dean, to me, that was a big deal. I mean, oh, yeah. those those kids are impactful players, and that you're, you're right, you're exactly right. And when I look at, you know, I haven't really followed Katie in depth on where they're at, but after looking at Atascosa and seeing what they had back from last year and the games that they played, there and when they played Katie, I'm like, yep, I'm. I'm that I think this is the year they're going to get North Shore. I really do. So, didn't North Shore get a new coach, new head coach this year as well? No, I don't think, I, I think it's the same. And it, and it may be. I was watching something early. I was looking at something. I, it's my fault for even saying anything because I didn't I didn't read the article, right? Right. And, uh, but, uh, so, it, it is going to be interesting. And I right. think you're right. I think a task season is going to be that team. Yeah, that, they're going to be that, that sleeper. Now, Duncanville – they're, they're not sleeping. After watching them last year two or three times and seeing who they returned, I mean, I looked at it, they're number six in the nation. Yes. They're ranked yep. six in the nation. And they played the team from Florida, and I think it was 40 to nothing or 48 to nothing or whatever. Right. That team is super-duper strong. Yep. Uh, and I, and you can ranking all you want to. That team is a whole nother level. But one of the things I did want to bring up uh, that I was reading about is going out to Central – Texas is uh, Liberty Hill. Yes. They run the slot T. Yep. Like we're doing at Cold Springs. They beat Hutto Hippos yep. 82 to 80. Now, is that not a lot of offensive power right there? And, Running the slot T and you put up 82 points. That's a lot. But I got some notes here on this deal here. I was reading about some of this. So, Hutto has a highly ranked quarterback that's a Texas Tech commit. His name is Will Hammond. He had 719 yards. Offense. He was ten touchdowns, four passing, and six rushing um, for uh, for that quarterback. Golly, he was thirty six of fifty eight in the air. He had eighty eight yards rushing, six touchdowns. So, so I, my it, question is: Did they get together and say, "Hey, look, guys"? I mean, do you realize how many points that is? <laughs> Let's bring our JV defense. Right? Yeah. Because there were, the defense didn't show up. No. At all. I mean, that's like – I mean, 82 points for a team that runs a slot tee that had to be long breaks on a regular. But this young man, this Will Hammond, I mean, that was like that's, 719 yards. That's unbelievable. I mean, that is like putting it around, and six of those were touchdowns on the ground. That is crazy. That he did? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And it, one of the things it said is that the record was 162 total points uh, for the Austin area UL teams in the last 43 years. Uh, and that was uh, Westwood and Cedar Ridge in 2019. So, obviously, that beat them. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's pretty the, crazy. The, I had to bring that up just because that was one of the big storylines this past uh, – in week two of high school football. No, most definitely. It, there was another one that I read, and it was a six-man game. And it was like 105 to 72. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, Trent, he's all about that six-man stuff. That's what he grew up playing. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. That's, and that's, I was just going to say that. That kind of – you have a, a score that high up in the 80s for both teams. You're like, man, was that a six-man game or was it an 11-man game? <laughs> right. In <laughs> Liberty Hill, I mean, they've been, they've been contenders the last several years making big runs uh, into the playoffs. Big program. Yes. Ran the slot tee forever, run it great. Yep. Uh, yeah, and they haven't changed anything, and they continue to each year be, you know, right in the mix. Just be dominant, and it's just it's the consistency of that program, right? And much like a Franklin, right? Yep. You you stay consistent. You, you know, when we talk about that slot T offense, you, that's what Orangefield runs, mm-hmm. and they've been running it forever. Mm-hmm. I know Trent; he gets bored with it. You know, he's like, "Here we go, handoff <laughs> again." You know, whenever he does in games, but but uh, well, I like it because you can balance, especially like what Cole Springs to me is doing right now. It's it's super balanced. I yes. mean, they they will, and we threw a lot out of it this past week, uh, and that's only going to get better. And so you're you've got to pick, you know, which back do you want to stop? Are you wanting to stop it up the middle, or are you want to yes. stop us? I mean, we did a great job of getting the ball out to Monroe, 
in the yep. open space, you know. I agree. Uh, and obviously one one of the plays he took and scrambled around, next thing you know he breaks for 15 yards and gets out of, you know, the first down. So, so that, that's all going to be very interesting to see Cold Springs moving forward and getting only better running that slot team. So, here, I'm going to throw this out there at everybody. We're all going to play a little game. And uh, I got – I'm going to get, get Toby a pin over here. Everybody has the same – the we all have the same setup that we're looking at as far as, as the districts out of uh, out of uh, District 9 and District 10 3A, right? Yep. So, just as of today, if, if, if we – we had to pick our district, and we're going to circle back to this. We're going to hold on to these papers, right? Trent, how how would you pick if you had to pick today, and, and it was the week we're going into district week this Friday, right? How would you pick that district? Your district. <laughs> who wins the district, well, in your opinion? Yeah, who? Let, let's we'll keep it simple. Who wins the district? Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Buna wins this district. Wow. And that's not, that's not hating on Anahuac. I just don't have, I don't have enough body of work from Anahuac yet just to conveniently say, I mean, I think Anahuac will come in a solid two, if not one, um, you know, and then the bottom two, the wrap no, up three and four. All I heard was Anahuac's horrible and Buna's going to win the district. And that's <laughs> what I couldn't I'm gonna... believe you even said that about your, your hometown team. Well, I have, to, I, have to, I have to be a little bit biased and a little bit uh, apprehensive on, on picking my hometown team to, to We're, to we're the same the way over but, here. <laughs> well, but at the same time, at the same time, I got to be realistic. I mean, like I said, Buna's got uh, the best running back in the district. And when you're, when you're playing three, a football, if you've got a hard nosed, quick running back that can, that can make things happen, it's hard to pick against him. I agree. No, we, we agree, and I'm going to be sure to not uh, put all that in. I clip all that out and edit it whenever I send this to all the Anahuac folks here uh, <laughs> tonight and, and tomorrow whenever I send this podcast out. I, I'm going to be sure to put Anahuac in there in the tags. That way all the Anahuac folk will pick up on it, you know. <laughs> well, there's an element, there's an element of, uh, you know, being superstitious too right you know i don't i don't like picking uh you know if it's teams i'm coaching or a team or a team that i'm uh you know in a in a town rooting for or whatever you know i'm i'm more on the side of being cautious and being like you know what no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go out on that limb and say hey <laughs> yeah they're gonna win and, you know that's just the right. way that i roll on it toby you what? want me to go or you want to go well he, who did he have in three and four who, who, oh who was his opinion in three and four I think, uh, like I said, I think Anahuac is is going to be in comfortably in that second spot, if not the first spot, uh, up there with Buna. And then you've got uh, you've got East Chambers and Orangefield that are going to be bat- battling for that three and four. I got you. And and that's that's pretty fair. And, and if we were to pick right, you know, obviously right here today, and and that's kind of the fun of this, right? Because when we sit down and we talk next week, Orangefield's going to be have played Shepherd we'll have kind of a little bit a better of a gauge to be able to look at Orangefield to see if they're going to be in that four spot or is Tarkington going to have an opportunity to make that four right. spot. Right. And, right. uh, you know, so that's going to be, that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, and, uh, I got it, I got it wrote down Anahuac in the sixth seed, uh, Buna winning it. East chambers two, Orangefield three, Tarkington four, Anahuac and six is what Trent just said. Is that what you got, Toby? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I had Anahuac way up there until we talked to Trent, so now it's like, well, so, so, okay, you're trying to get me in trouble now. So. <laughs> I, you know, I'll be hearing about it tomorrow. <laughs> we, we got it. You're going to hear about it here in a little bit because your wife, you snuck in. Y'all got home from uh, car shopping, and you snuck in there in, into your office to be able to talk football, and you didn't tell Kristen about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> So, moving up into 9-3-A, uh, Toby, you want to start or you want me to? I can start. I mean, this and this is just kind of what I think right now. I would probably say Woodville is going to win the district. I would say Palestine Westwood is going to get two. Cold Springs will get three, and Dieball will get four. So, I'm a and, – and, and it could go, right – you know, I've been high on Westwood for a couple of years. Well, now. I have too, and, and and that's the reason I put that there. But 
I said this earlier in this podcast that the the three and four could very easily be one and two. I mean, this no, is just an right. opinion. I have to give Woodville the upper because of who they played and what they played them like. And I have to say, you know, if if Die Ball were in this position, which Die Ball plays Franklin, I believe what this week. This week, I believe yeah, so. Yeah. So that's going to even be a a, a, a better even more of a test. Yeah. Right. To be able to tell where we're at, but. Like I said, I mean, I, I have lots of – I like what Cold Springs is doing. I know that we're still, you know, moving along. But I really I, – I, I think with their defense playing as good as they've been playing, I mean, don't be surprised. But I, I like being the underdog. I like being the one that nobody talks about. And I like our team each week that we play. We're looking, that we're at. looking better each week. I, I really, we really do. are. Mm-hmm. So, if I was to pick – Right now, I would I would have to follow suit with Toby, uh, Woodville one, uh, Westwood two. I put Dieball in the three spot, and then Cold Spring in the four. If I was to have to, if we were going into district play Friday night. That that's and I was picking my district. That's what I would have to go with. Um, Trent just cut out on us. So, but that would that's that's kind of where I'm at and what I see. And in, in, uh, in this district, I think it'll be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, as it progresses because it, it is. It's anybody's game. I'm telling you, I've really – most of the time I can pretty much I've, – I've, or I've got a feel to it of what I feel that's going to happen. And, and I, I don't want to sit there and say, you know, Cold Springs is going to win the district because I would rather Cold Springs fly under the radar – Yes. Uh, and unless you're listening to this podcast or you're listening to the, you know, the broadcast on Friday nights, I mean, you're thinking Cold Springs is what they've been the last couple of years, either make the playoffs and lose round one. Right. Or even not make the playoffs as of last year. But uh, what I'm seeing is they're doing some really big things. Yes. And they've got a really good uh, – they got a lot of good backs. They've got a lot – they've got a good secondary. They've got a, some good, you know, D linemen up front. The O-line is getting better each and every week and making holes for that, you know, the offense. Uh, I think at quarterback, we're not, we can do two, we can do several different things there. So, yeah, I mean, it. It that's just in my opinion. But uh, you could very easily, like you said, you could very easily switch any of those guys around now. my the You know, the teams on the outside looking in is obviously Huntington and Shepard, I think, is outside looking in, and Crockett, to me, is outside looking in. Not that they can't win it every week and not being conceded anyways. I just – going off of what I see. Well, Trent – we got Trent back on the line. Uh, he uh, – they don't have good cell service down there. And uh, <laughs> Well, after what he picked, they <laughs> they kind of put a cloud over his house there. <laughs> put a cloud over there. Somebody, somebody jumped in and cut me off on purpose after that yeah. prediction. But <laughs> well, don't feel bad. I mean, Craig had us not making the playoffs last year at Cold Springs, and he just picked us fourth in the district. But, we'll see that. but it worked out in the end, didn't it? It did last year. <laughs> I mean, I lost I lost a couple followers uh, through all of that, but, you know, it is what it is. It, it stinks to be right sometimes. And, and, look, last year was just kind of a fluke deal, but, uh, you know, uh, I lost some followers down there on the prairie last year. Uh, on a prediction, and and I lost some followers right here in Cold Spring. I mean, I actually got told that uh, how can I call myself a Cold Spring fan if I'm not picking them? I said it's called re- reality, right? It's it's called seeing what it I- actually is, and and you know I'm not a I'm not a bandwagon fan. I've been through some hard times, and I've been through some great times with these Trojans, and and uh, you know that's just I I just look at it and I see it different than what a lot of other people do. And, uh, you know. But you're seeing it right this year, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're making you're, the playoffs. You're on, you're on board with us, and you see the progress that, the you know, what we're making. And, you progress. know, and, and Trent, something that Toey and I talked about, and I think you and I kind of talked about it a little bit, you know, was it two years ago we we had East Chambers. We played up in Crockett, you know, and, and it was like we well, no, wait, No, 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 we had Wood. No, we, we had, had Woodville. Yeah, we had Woodville. There we had East Chambers in C. At C. King, yes. So we take off and we go to. We were the one seed playing y'all's four seed out of out of District Ten at the time with the way the districts were shaped. Yeah, we up, got a right? bad draw that one. Yeah, and uh, we go down there. We go to Crockett there at Monty Jack, and uh, 
Woodville just beats the brakes off of us. I mean, we're playing a four seed, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're thinking, okay, we're, we're round two, here we come. Mm-hmm. Well, the next year, obviously, Woodville beats us. So then the new district realignment comes out. And now Woodville's in our district. No, that they the district was still going. So then the next year, we played East Chambers, or it was vice versa. We did the East Chambers, and then we did the Woodville. No, it was Woodville then East Chambers. It was? yeah, because we right. okay. we played the first playoff game that uh, CE King Stadium. See, right. I felt like the the year that we played East Chambers. See, I felt like they were just better than what we were that year. But see, I didn't from think what I so. remember. I know I, and we've talked about this. I didn't think that East Chambers was that much better of a football I team. I think they that they made good. That I they made know. less mistakes than what we did. Maybe right. We had a fumble down on the one yard line. Uh, Dante Eldridge did, and they end up marching it back down, making a drive. But uh, you know, my point being is is uh, I, Trent, do you feel like that the power Maybe going in this year has has shifted on on what district is more dominant than uh, the other. Well, we have talked about it a little bit, right? We we it, it seems that way right now. When you look at Woodville and you look at uh, you know Palestine Westwood, you know Anahuac played Westwood last year in the by district round, and they were super young, but they were a good football team. Yes, and and that's and, why I've been kind of high on their horse on, on the horse with with Westwood is knowing where they were and playing on the last six years that we've been in the same district and watching the progression that Westwood has made. Oh, absolutely, and that you can't you can't help but think that they're going to take that extra step this year too. Um, but you look at Westwood, you also look at you know Cold Spring taking a step in the right direction so far with they with what they've played. Uh, in the preseason and you look at die ball who's been fairly consistent over the last couple of years y'all the 9 a district is is very strong and it's very competitive and um the 3a uh, the 10 3a division is just more of a it's kind of a question mark in, in this year as within the years past you knew who your top three teams were going to be um even before even before woodville uh before the realignment and woodville jumping over to y'all's district you knew it was going to be Anahuac, East Chambers, Woodville, and then that fourth spot was, you know, whoever it might be. Um, but this year, you look at Orangefield and what they've lost. You look at East Chambers and they lost their star quarterback. Um, it's it's It seems like the 9-3A division is just a little bit stronger uh, and the tables have turned a little bit toward, toward y'all's direction. I, and I agree. And Toby and I, that's kind of the big deal that you and I talked about, Toby, as well, is – you know, going in and looking at, at what we have in our district, it's like, man, it's really it's really stout. Yep, it really is. And, and we haven't really been able to say that, I, I don't feel like, over it's, the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, it's dropped off a little bit from time to time. But, I mean, you go back and, you you know, Cold Springs, they're in, they're in the mix from the early 90s, mid-2000s, early 2000s. I mean, yeah. and, and I think that's coming around. I really do. I think what we're seeing on the field, they're getting back to more of the dominant fashion. Yep. Uh, Crockett, a little bit down from what they typically are. Die ball, to me, is right there where they've been. I mean, would they go three rounds last year? Yeah. Here's uh, the question, though. Is is Crockett really down, or is it the lack of leadership? I'm really not sure. But it's the when I talk to people from that area and say, what what's the deal? Do they still got – do You're, they still have it? And Oh, absolutely, it's there. Uh, it's you got to put it together, right? And now they're on their third head coach in the last four years, right? Right. Uh, so with that being said, you know, goes back to that leadership, right? In, in kids adjusting uh, to new leadership, being there as new head football coach, so on and so forth. Uh, there's a there's a lot to to be said that with that, and, right. and we we dealt with that in Cold Spring, right? Uh, I mean, when Brian Barbet left, uh, Jerry Gibson, superintendent, hired Mark Bird, which came out of Houston, and did a great job for what he was hired to do, right? Yeah, it was more of a cleanup, I think, than yes. anything. Because, I mean, looking at, at what his record was, where he'd come from, right. to get that storied program at Cold Springs was questionable. Right, I, and I agree. but And he did his job. Right. And then Gibson left, Bird goes to Whitney, has successful several years – like super successful there in Whitney, but uh, Jim Bird came in for a year, which is he's back up in Love Lady. He come from Groveton, the superintendent that Cold Spring hired, uh, Leland Moore, 
uh, kind of pushed Jim a, Bird. Uh, yeah, that was a messed up year kind yeah, of deal there. Because Bird left dysfunctional. Mark Bird left really late in the year, mm-hmm. like June, July left. And uh and then Jim Bird kinda got pushed into there and uh now he's over at Love Lady as a coordinator and then we we hired Ken Stanley, right? right? And and Ken has progressively I mean, we've gotten better and then last year it was like we regressed a little bit and we've beat that one about as hard as what we can beat it. And now this year the changes that he's made, it's like he's putting Col- trying to put Cold Spring back on that map. I believe so, yeah. And all all the years that Ken's been here, it's, I mean, he's been focused every single year, yes. obviously. And it's like every other school. I mean, some of the the you know the nine, the ten three A, they're going through it now. I mean, sometimes you know your seniors and your juniors are just it's those years. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, I think for a long time it's been talked about since Ken's been here that the junior class with the senior class they have right now, there's a lot of good football players and you got a sprinkle of sophomores that have stepped up and done some big things. And you put that together and you got a pretty good football team. Yep. And I think that's the direction. And I think changing the offensive scheme up, I think is, is really got the morale up. Yes. Uh, I think that as time goes on, it's only going to get better. And, and you're right. And, uh, and some of the coaching hires that oh, he's made, made. Yeah. Made some great coaching hires, uh, you know, some's very energetic uh, that's got the kids' attention. Some is a little more of, you know, come from a long line of winning. Right. And that helps. Yes. Not only, you know, it's always good to, you know, a, a coach is only as good as his assistant coaches. Right. right. Yes. Same thing on a job. I mean. Yeah, superintendent's own, only as good. Yeah, to own a, a business, you're only as good as the employees that's underneath you, right? That's right. And. It's a it's a full effort between all of them. I mean, they're really focused, uh, and we're seeing it. That's why we're two and zero. Yeah, no, and, I agree. Uh, it Last year, surprise we me if we're three and zero after this week, and and we may not. And it's okay if we do take a loss from here and there. I mean, it's gonna just it's it's not gonna define what we're gonna do this full year. You know, no, it, it's not the game this this coming week against Hampshire Finette's not gonna define right. define the season, right? It. A loss is not going to define no, the season. No, no, absolutely not. Now, I feel like that you go in there with uh, having a, a 4A school coming into into your house. Well, that's why you have to give them – homecoming. That's why you have to give them the upper edge. Right. But they but come you, into your house, and if you do get that win, that could set up and define the rest of the season. Well, it's on our homecoming. Right. So, the, it's going to be packed. Uh, the town's going to show out. You're going to have our time finding a parking spot. Um. That's going to just amplify the defense that's already confident in what they're doing. Yep. Uh, you could see it last week, and that's where the penalties parts of it was a lot of – when they had got – and Splendor made two great onside kicks. Kicks, yep. Uh, obviously, one of them was questionable whether or not they got it or not. But the second one, uh, the ball bounced high. Cody yep. Everett goes up to its highest point, catches it. He gets hit in the rib cage. The ball comes out. Uh, but when – we got the personal foul of in the huddle there. Yes. As they were scrambling, trying to get to it. Uh, it we were just super aggressive. I mean, and it was like, you know, no, you're not going to do this. This is what we're going to do. We're going to come alive. Right. And I really feel that this week that, you know, we're taking one game at a time. But I, I feel like our defense, if they continue to play good, we may match up good to them. We very well may. So, And, and like I said, that could a win there or say a three-point loss right could really define that season as we go through we got Corgan who's winless that will go on the road and go there then you you start off district play with one of the weakest component weakest opponents in the district which is Huntington then you go to Crockett and then you build from there you got Huntington Crockett Woodville Westwood Dieball and then Shepard that's right. right. So uh, that last that last stretch for y'all is is it's it's crazy. It, not only it's going to decide your district, obviously, but it's uh, you know you might have your hands full this week this week, but if you were to play Hampshire Fournette tight or even pull off that win, then how much confidence is that going to give y'all going in? Uh, not only to the first half of y'all's district play, but that last half. 
No, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. You're exactly right. That's a great point to make. Uh, and that's what we hope to happen. Yeah. You know, the, the way the schedule sets up with Shepard, your very last game. Uh, and you're right, you got a tough stretch there between those two. But the way Ken's going to have these guys prepared is they're as good as they are. And yep. it's, you're going to each week, you're, we're going to do what we do. We're going to focus on what we do, not what they do. We're going to focus on what we do and go out there and play that football game and lay it all out on the line. Leave every bit and of it on the yes, field. Yes, absolutely. The Woodville we got, I want to say one of our ex-coaches is coaching over there, and the kids know that. Yep. That's going to be amped up for that, especially with the talk of what they've done and who they've played. So that's going to be exciting. Die ball is obviously going to be exciting at their place. Yep. That's going to be a big game. And then Westwood. You know, I mean, nobody's really probably pushing it much like we are. Right. The Westwood story. But we'll see how that goes. But, yes, I, this week is going to be uh, – it's going to show a lot of where we are. If it comes out what we think, then, hey, you know, they're a bigger school. It is what it is. We'll move on about it. But I look for Cold Springs to play them good. Yep. Trent, y'all are going to be on the road this week. Y'all are going to uh, New Waverly right down the road from us. Yeah, and it's you know, going to be an interesting game. I mean, I, I expect Anahuac to, to come out on top there. But, you know, playing New Waverly, it's, it should be a little bit better test, speed-wise especially, uh, from what they saw against Harden-Jefferson. But, uh, you know, you look at Anahuac's schedule, it's kind of it's kind of the same. You know, the next three or four games are not extremely difficult until you get to Orangefield uh, in the second week of district. But, uh, you know – Again, I don't. We don't know what Orangefield has, and then it's. Uh, you look at further down at Anahuac's, at Anahuac's schedule. Uh, it's kind of shapes out the same. That that latter half of the district schedule is what's going to decide uh, nine three or ten three eight, especially that Buna game uh, right there toward the end. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you braved one is uh, you're not having to go to St. Augustine. They're coming to you. Yeah, that last year was a long haul for us. So I'm. I'm I'd much rather go to New Waverly this this week than make the haul to San Augustine. I feel you, brother. <laughs> well, man, uh, we're going to kind of wrap it down now uh, on this week's show. Uh, we've been we've been going at it a little over an hour, but uh, it's been great. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you at on social media and all of that good stuff, and uh, give your page a follow, and hopefully grow your audience a little bit over there. Absolutely. And y'all can, you know, just do a search, Google search Anawax Sports Live. We've got a website. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, same thing. Just type Anawax Sports Live in the search bar. Uh, we're on Twitter and on TikTok as well. Uh, but our main avenue is our YouTube page. And uh, you just search Anawax Sports Live. should come right up. Uh, there's a there's a Cold Spring Oakhurst game, I think, in there somewhere. If you can remind me, Craig, it might be. Man, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but it's, it's in there. Our, our catalog from years back is 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 full of all kinds of stuff. It is Anahuac heavy, but uh, there's also there's also quite a few playoff games from last year. You can go on the NFHS network and find us there too. Uh, so between Anahuac Sports Live and then of course us here at 590 N Sports, the 590 N High School Sports Show. You can find us on uh, Spotify. Uh, tune in radio we're on all the major streaming except for apple and and i'm i promise y'all gonna get it up on apple eventually uh but we you can find us on all the major streaming networks and uh on our podcast you can find us on facebook at 590 sports uh they're on facebook give us a like and give us a share over there we definitely uh got like 78 i thought it was more than closer to 9,000. got 7,800 uh people that's like the page we got 8,400 followers on the page so uh it's obviously growing. Uh, you can go in there and see some great action shots, not just football, but volleyball. Uh, and throughout the year, baseball, basketball, the whole nine yards, they do all of that good stuff. So uh, give us a like and uh, give us a share. And then also uh, each and every week we got the Bullet Grill House High School Sports pregame show that myself, Brian Besh, and uh, Chris Moran do. Uh, we do that show at Bullet Grill House, 401 Highway 156 West, or Highway 156 in Point Blank. Each and every Wednesday night, we're there at 6 p.m. And, uh, Toby, you've been there. I've been there. We haven't been able to get Trent there yet. But uh, Bullet Grill, great it's a place, cool place to, to go. Yeah, it yeah. is. Especially Good food, great atmosphere. Super I mean, atmosphere. it's one of the coolest places in a 40, 50-mile radius from where we are. And then on top of that, you know, baseball season's hot and heavy right now. And Plenty of TVs. Yes. You can watch. Yeah, inside I mean, it, or outside. If you've never been to Bullet Grill, definitely – 
get in your car and go check that place out because you were missing out if you hadn't been. You really are. Saturdays, every TV's got a college football game on, so uh, it's worth uh, going in there on Saturdays and watching. And then Sundays, they got the NFL ticket going, so uh, be a lot, of, be a lot of fun. But uh, also like to thank Texas Podcast Media for hosting the podcast here for Five Ninety N Sports. And uh, if it wasn't for those guys, uh, wouldn't have a platform to upload. <laughs> excuse me, upload on. Uh, as some of y'all that are listening, we were on Lone Star Gridiron last year, and nothing against those guys. They do a great job over there. Uh, Chris, Daly, and all of those guys that put together, and I still listen to all of their content each and every week. But, uh, you know, it was an opportunity to uh, kind of make a move and be local right here with uh, Texas Podcast Media, so here we are. And uh, I couldn't ask for more, and it's great, and got some good things coming at Texas Podcast Media. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more this week. But that's going to be a wrap for us this week. For Trent Hart down there in Anahuac, Texas, Toby Tullis sitting here across the studio from me. I'm Craig Irwin. We'll see you at the game.